episode 8. Alrighty. On the NLF Insider Podcast, I'm Matt Chandick. I will be joined today by our outstanding producer and do-it-all media threat and king of Boston, Mike Flanagan. They don't call me the triple threat for no reason, baby. <laughs> I'm excited, uh, excited to bring it back for another episode. We've got a pretty special guest coming up in a little bit. Um, but before we, we talk about that, we'll go right into uh, some some high. I mean, it seems like high school is pretty much buzzing all around, all around the country now. Even mass is like starting up, I think you were telling me. First day, first game coverage was today. Um, you know, I went to Lincoln Sudbury versus Needham. Huge Division One tilt to open up the 2022 season. And, you know, normally this is the part where I would say it did not disappoint. It very much disappointed. <laughs> it was a six to two game. Oh, that's a tough one. It was, I mean, even both coaches said afterwards, they said, yeah, you know, ugly, you know, we have a lot of things to work on, you know, standard coach answers, but even the players I was talking to were like, yeah, you know, I think it was just nerves. We're two good teams going up against one another. And, you know, it was a warm day here in Boston. We're not used to this here in the, you know, end of March, we're used to freezing cold rain. So maybe if it was bad weather, we would have played better. Um, but it was six two is a tough one for you though, especially you're trying to get those highlights. There's not a whole lot to work with when it's six two, but we'll we'll come back to that game in a little bit. I know there's a guy that you want to talk about in that game. Oh, uh, don't you worry, already... that guy made plenty of highlights. <laughs> he always does. Your eyes always light up. So, uh, first thing though, you know, we dropped our our updated um, national rankings. We don't do them necessarily every week. Uh, it's just you know probably a little bit um, easier to kind of see you know the change in some of the teams if you wait a, you know a couple of weeks. So. It had been maybe two, three weeks since our first one, but um, I think the big one that kind of, you know, jumped out to me and, and we led with them was, was Gonzaga uh, started the season unranked. Now they're in the top five, got a big one on Friday against St. John's. I believe I'll be headed down to DC for that one. Um, so number two, St. John's number five, Gonzaga. It's just been really interesting to kind of see, you know, talking to uh, Declan Monahan who backstopped uh, the Mad Lax DC dogs to a 23 title at UMass this summer. Like, you know, he's, you know, he was like, yeah, we started to feel pretty confident. And then, you know, one thing kind of snowballs into another. And uh, I think it helped that they were able to, you know, play McDonough early and, and uh, get a big win kind of early on a game. I don't think they even, they ever trailed in. So that's always a good sign. Um, you know, James Madden, uh, a senior headed to Carolina has been lighting it up. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like he may be out for the season after suffering an injury recently if my sources are to uh be believed so oh. that's that would be a real shame um but you know gonzaga's got a whole bunch of guys um that are really really kind of coming into their own this year i mean ryan splain and lsm going to Rutgers. um he's been terrific from what i'm told and uh sophomore johnny gardner has actually been just racking up goals left and right um going moving from midi to attack so that's probably kind of the first one um you know, a two versus five game. That's always a good time, right? I mean, when's it not? <laughs> um, moving something, moving a little closer to, you know, me, a little near and dear to my heart. Uh, Philly lacrosse is, is very confusing to start the season. Um, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we've got, we've got Malvern uh, lost so much from that incredible team they had last year. Haverford, um, you know, I think is starting to, is looking to to get its footing i know they've struggled a little bit early on you know new personnel obviously taking bigger roles and they always play a really good schedule um i thought lasalle might be the team to beat after i watched them um 
come from behind and and hold defending PIAA champion Radner to one second and a half goal, and then they turn around and get pumped by Malvern. So not great, not great for my rankings. Not great. I think we had four teams to start. I'm not sure there's going to be any in the next one unless somebody kind of, you know, really puts on a show. And that's that's makes me sad, Flano. So what you're saying is Philly is dirty and inconsistent. I mean, that's just shocking. Shocking. Probably inconsistent. I wouldn't say dirty. I wouldn't say dirty. Mm, a little dirty. <laughs> Actually, you can make maybe an argument right now. The best team in the greater Philly area is in Delaware and Silesiana. Uh, but it's kind of hard to, to really anoint um, them until they kind of get into the meat of their schedule. I think I saw one of their games the other day. It was 19 nothing. So I don't, I don't think I'm getting a whole lot of, out of that game. Um, but it's tough, you know. Um, and then kind of switching gears a little bit, heading over to the island, uh, Long Island. We'll, we'll talk to a pretty good player from there in, in a little bit. But, um, you know, one of the teams kind of, on the rise already is Chaminade. They just blew the doors off of Ward Melville. Um, I, I expected Chaminade to win. I did not expect him to, to, to win 14-3. And it sounds like the game was out of hand pretty early. And um, Coach Moran, Coach Jack Moran, uh, who works with Express, was able to get his uh, his bench guys in there a little bit. Um, so that will be interesting to watch. I, I know they play St. Ants on the 13th, I think. Um, and then again later on, and then probably a third time for – uh, the championship. So it'd be kind of interesting to see with Chaminade's, uh, you know, got up their sleeve. They've got some kind of some moving parts and, and guys stepping into bigger roles. I mean, you know, kind of the headliner for them is our number seven, 22, Charles Balsamo going to Duke, um, you know, kind of a dynamic lefty. I think he had a hat trick against Ward Melville. I mean, he's going to kind of be their leader, but as they, as they get other guys to, to fill some roles and then, you know, our top public school um, in our rankings, is Mount Sinai, who you'll be hearing about later. Um, and I mean, they just, everybody thought it was going to be a close game against the de- defending Long Island A champion, Northport, in the opener is 12 4. Joey Spillane has six goals to assist. How are you? Um, good. It's not bad. <laughs> he's, I think he's sin- since put up two double digit point games. So, including 12 uh, on Wednesday in the first half. So, that's good. Um, be really kind of interesting to see kind of, you know, how Sinai is able to progress. I know they've got some big, big games on their schedule um, throughout the year. It's a pretty stacked schedule. So, um, you know, really interested to see if, if the Mustangs can uh, not only repeat as Long Island champions, but if they can take it for the state title. Um, I would talk about Boston, but we have so much. Uh, somebody who's a lot more credible on the matter than I am. So, Flano, talk to me about the Boston schools other than Seb's having a rough go in Philly. Yeah, against Haverford and Malvern. Well, you know that doesn't count. We'll just we'll just doesn't count. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, So when so when we win, it doesn't count. But when you win, it counts, right? Exactly, and that's that's kind of how the Patriot way. That's the Patriot way, Matt. Sure. All right. Well, you know it's it was kind of rough seeing Sebs take it on the chin their recent Philly trip, but you know I have a feeling they're still they got a lot of young guys out there. I mean their defense is loaded. They have PJ McKeg. They got. Ben for Soli. Um, you know, they have Andrew they ever running out of for Solis. Massachusetts. I know he's a good one. He's a 26, I think. It's the ultimate pipeline. So yeah. Um Andrew Ham, Ben for Soli, um, PJ McKeg. I think Seb's defense is still in the figure it out stage. They lost Jimmy Freehill at the graduation. He was really the heartbeat of that defense last year. 
So I think they're still figuring some things out. But once they do, the ISL better watch out. Um, Nobles losing, that was pretty shocking to me. I mean, they returned some absolute studs with Chad Palumbo, uh, Grayson McClements, Birdie Upton. That was pretty shocking to me to see them lose. Um, but the one team that's sort of – I'm not going to say they haven't disappointed or anything. Um, I mean, when you play Deerfield and hold them to a 10-6 game, that's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, Belmont Hill's defense is new. They lost um, Trey Brown and Grant Litchfield. They, you know, have Drew Dummer stepping up, Finn Fox stepping in as a sophomore. To hold Deerfield to a 10-6 game is pretty impressive to me. Um, so I would say Belmont Hill is still the team to beat in the ISL. Rivers had a solid performance, defensive performance, I should say, against uh, Kimball Union. One, they won eight to four. Um, New Hampton beat BBNN pretty bad, eighteen to nine. Yeah, it was a stack game right off the bat, huh? Get the boys buzzing game. a little bit. Yeah. By the way, by the way, not to cut you off, but um, if you want to find out literally anything about Boston High School area, area lacrosse this year, check out Flano's work at Boston Lax. It is fantastic. Got a top 100 players uh, in, in very, very great detail. Get Q&As and breakdowns on every guy. It's, it's really impressive work. Um, I don't mean to gas the guy up any more than we have to, but it, it's really good stuff. So if you want to have uh, any kind of pulse on that, I highly recommend you check out his work at Boston Lax. Um, and a guy, let's, let's move on to a, a Boston area player that we both uh, are big fans of. And I, I know you saw him tonight. Jimmy Kenny, your thoughts? Weapon. Absolute <laughs> weapon. Just, if you need a ball back into your team's hands, you put him out there and you say, Jimmy. Let fetch. him cook. Fetch. Let him cook, baby. And he'll get you the ball. He'll send a stick two towns over, but that's fine. You know, he'll get you the ball. It, watching him and Kyle Piercek go to work was unbelievable. I know it's the first game of the year. I shouldn't get my hopes up. No, like, no, no, please. Overreactions. You can add that to the description of this podcast. Like Lincoln what Center. Is it, what is offense. it? We got puppies. We got puppies, bad takes. Puppies and bad <laughs> takes. That's what we do here. Um, I mean, Lincoln Sudbury's probably got one of the better offenses in the state just with who they have returning, and they held them to six goals. I mean, Grant Needham's offense really struggled today. Um, they couldn't really get into much of a rhythm. Much of that was thanks to Chase Gosdeck. Um, and the LS defensive unit, they were studs. They held Nick Bassano to just a goal and an assist. Bryant committed attackman. Um, so if you ask me, it was definitely a defensive battle. I mean, 6-2 game, obviously, Flano, defensive battle. But just watching these guys go to work, I mean, Kyle Piersack had, I think, three cause turnovers where he just straight up hit the kid's stick off the field. Jimmy Kenny had one of the nicest D-twigs I've seen him make, and then he busted it up the field, made a pass on the clear, um, well, he cleared himself, passed it into the box, shot off the post, and then his guy got the rebound, fed it back to Kenny, and he sniped home a goal to get Needham on the board. Oh, Poco. Oh, we love it. Oh, we love and, it. And then a very nice Selly, too. He did the little Ray Bork uh, fist pump. Very, very excited to see it on Instagram tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, uh, a nice little highlight for Jimmy. But uh, yeah, just watching those two go to work was special. I mean, I know you are very high on him as high on him as well. I mean, he put on an absolute beastly performance down at IMG in Florida. You know, you were nice enough to award him with a five-star ranking, which, you know, was very well deserved. I didn't, I, I didn't give him anything. He, he deserved it. And, and also the alternative was if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have any arms left. So that's true. just felt like it was kind of a necessity at that point, you know. Yeah, he'd come to your house and just hack them off one by one, you know. 
I'm a little terrified of Jimmy, especially after I asked him if he played any other sports. He goes, yeah, hockey, but I'm basically just staying home. I just like to hit people. I was like, all right, respect. Um, get him on the podcast soon. He's a must-have interview. I'm sure we can make that happen. Um, Jimmy, if you're listening, okay. come on the podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking of five stars, uh, 24 rankings are coming soon, I promise. I uh, just had kid number two, so I'm giving myself – a little bit of a uh, window to to push that off a bit, but I'm we also like to re- move pretty self. I, I agree, I agree, but we also like to make sure that you know it, they're good rankings. I mean, the only guy that's ever happy is number one, but um, we want to make sure they're good rankings. But we also you know take the time to to talk to a lot of people and and write up every single player, so it's not just a list of hey, here's whatever fifty guys why are they good? I don't really know. I'm not going to tell you, you know, we want to make sure that there's uh, plenty of in-depth kind of coverage and we want this to be a, you know, a special thing. So uh, sit tight on the 24 rankings. We've dropped some guys kind of right out there, both on my personal social and, and the NLF social. Um, we've dropped some Easter eggs kind of in a, in a couple other ones. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at my top 25 guys. I think we're going to have 25 five stars to start off. Um, it's a really, really, really deep class. Uh, finding number one was, was pretty um, challenging compared to other years. You know, when you have Spillina, McAdory, O'Neill, Millen, that's usually pretty easy. doesn't really take a rocket scientist for that. But no. um, this is such a deep class that, you know, we had guys um, that you're like, all right, I don't know, you might be five, you might be 22. Like it's, it's very, very deep. I think it's deeper, at least right now than the 23 class. But I think a lot of people would tell you that the 23 classes, top four or five guys are, are pretty darn special. Um, make an probably, argument that anybody in the top 25 is a top 10 player. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, but as usual, uh, my rankings are hundred percent correct and you're not allowed to argue with them because then you just look like an idiot because I'm correct and you're not. So he's never wrong. Matt Chandick's never wrong. <laughs> That's just a fact. So just a quick recap of some of the five stars that we've already announced. Um, let's see. Let's have a look here. Uh, we talked about Jim and Kenny. Um, murderous you know, and son. Exactly. Very, yeah, murderous son. Um, and then speaking of murderous boys, uh, Pete Lake from the Crabs. We covered extensively. He joined us on the pod. I think he made fun of Daggett, which was good. We yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll keep him on. Uh, Luke Kublitz was another one. Um, you know, Tade Wynn uh, is is one of the goalies that we've announced. Um, he's excellent. I mean, just keeps proving himself. He's he's getting some time at Culver as their second half goalie, which, my God, that goalie depth chart is just ridiculous. I actually touched on that a little bit. We'll get to this in a second, but Must be nice. uh, that was one of the games I saw. And, and I asked Coach Bersner before the game, I'm like, so what are you doing exactly? He goes, well, our Adam Blind, you know, five-star in the 22 class is hurt. So we've got Colin Vickery, who's a four-star in the 23 class and a top 60 prospect. And uh, Tate wins splitting games. And I'm like, cool. That's that's great, bud. Do you think Blaze Weirden could crack the step chart or what? It's like unfair. Uh, that's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, how do you like, score come on. on that? Seriously, I mean, you know, McDonough had a couple of good ones, and and actually, uh, Culver's Culver's gone down twice now. So they lost to BL and they lost to um, somebody there. Oh, Gonzaga, that's right. So, um, going back to the five stars, though, a couple more of the guys we've announced. Um, we've got uh, you know Dante Verdero from Team Ninety One. This is going to surprise you, Flano, but 
St. Anthony's got some good players. Really? No. Yeah. No, they're a little spark. You know, they're a little upstart, but uh, I think they're going to be pretty good. A um, couple of the other guys. Actually, I don't think I've announced this one, but we'll do it right now. Uh, Kyle Colsey. I mean, you saw him at IMG. Any complaints? Saw uh, him at 1% too? Just an absolute abuser of goalposts. He yeah, loves he going does not, bar yeah. he's, got a, he's got a problem. Yeah, I think he's addicted to just hitting, you know, going piping in. It's it's kind of a problem. Uh, another guy I recently saw from outside the NLF, but uh, Dylan Jazz, a lefty sniper from Episcopal Academy, uh, showed up to watch them play Avon Old Farms. They were down 6-1. to one. Uh, Ben Johnston from... Uh, or headed to Duke, excuse me, our number uh, four twenty three was phenomenal. But then Jazz had a second ha- uh, second half hat trick, excuse me, and helped bring the Churchman back. Big win for Philly Lacrosse. Thank you very much. And uh, speaking of Philly Lacrosse, another one that we talked a, a bit about. He was on the pod, Matt Wills from uh, LaSalle and Triple H. You know, listen, if you're playing if you're playing extensive minutes as a freshman, which he was last year, and now you know. He's, uh, he's starting again at LaSalle as a sophomore. You're doing okay for yourself. You're probably pretty good. Matt Wells um, also who said Triple H and LaSalle are the two best teams in the country. So. He did say that. He did say that. Um, you know, I think uh, Matt Kephart was another good one uh, from Express, a big, mean, nasty defenseman from Garden City. Uh, his brother plays at Cornell. Absolute wagon. Um, so, you know, got a couple other guys floating in and out here, but don't want to give it all away. Um, I will say, I'm not going to say who, but I will say that there is one guy who going into the spring season, I thought was a, a four star, a very good four star, probably in that 30 to 40 range. And he has since vaulted his way into the five star, um, just with the way he's produced for his high school team. Doesn't really take a whole lot to try to figure out who this kid might be, but we're going to just hold off on it until, uh, a little bit longer. So. All that to say, we're going to be coming out with a top 60, uh, which we always do for our first rankings. And um, after that, you know, we'll, we'll expand it to, I don't know, last time was 90. Maybe we'll go more this time. Um, just continue to get bigger and bigger with this. Um, Flano, any thoughts here? I cannot wait to read these rankings. I've been, I mean, just having. They are correct. Do- just always remember they're correct. Exactly. I mean, this is my first time doing the Boston Lax uh, top 100 player rankings. So I know how much, how stressful it is for you. Uh, I know how much work goes into it. So all the respect in the world to you for putting in this much effort and, you know, can't wait to read what you put in, man. That's really all that matters that you acknowledge the amount of work that I'm putting in. Like not that these kids are, are, you know, competing and, and playing hard and putting in the work to get better and and to be recognized as some of the top guys in the country but i need to be recognized for my hard work so exactly i was i was too humble to like say it out loud but i'm glad that you kind of picked up what i was laying down this is not a podcast for the kids it's all about matt shannick thank you thank you i'm i'm very humble though so it's all about humility stay humble kids um well without further ado uh very very excited um to bring on our guest for this episode ladies and gentlemen we got him Joey Spilina, number one player in the country in the 2022 class. I guess you could probably just say overall. Um, you know, I think he's already got 40 points like we were talking about in three games. Is that good? I don't know. Not a math no, guy. Not, never not, have no. never been a math guy. Never will be. Um, that's why I podcast and, and write. But um, excited to have Joey on. He touched on a couple different subjects. You know, really exciting. It's crazy to think he's already a senior. Um, but still looking for his first state title with Mount Sinai, which as you'll hear is a very, very big priority for him. Priority number one. 
Um, I think he's also within the striking range of uh, breaking the Long Island career points record, which is the fact that he's even like within striking distance with missing his entire sophomore year just doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't like the fact that he missed an entire year and he still is like, you know, it's in the it's in the conversation of things. Yeah, right. It's it's like, bananas, right? And so you you know, he's averaging six and two. Just saying. Well, I know that was actually his worst game because Northport's good. Like really good. So uh the once as as they play some of the lighter teams on their schedule, it could get really, really out of control. And I feel bad for those teams. So um, but he also touched a bit on on his time with you know t- team ninety one. Um, you know, not only playing uh or playing two different ages, you know, playing as a 2020 with Brendan O'Neill, Xavier Harline, Andrew McAdory, maybe you've heard of some of these guys, I don't know. And uh, and then you know being kind of the off ball guy, and then coming as back to a twenty two once those guys graduate and kind of being uh, the ball carrying guy. So uh, pretty cool dynamic there. And you know he touched a bit on his nil stuff and um, more on that. So without further ado, we'll move it over to our interview with Joey Spolina. And we are thrilled to be joined on the NLF Insider Podcast by the number one player in the class of twenty twenty two. He is a Syracuse commit. Uh, from Mount Sinai and Team 91, Attackman Joey Spalina. Joey, thanks for joining us. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, pumped uh, 13 points on poor Jeff the other day. Poor kids. That's terrible. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, the first thing I'm curious about is, is you know, what's the start to the season been like? Um, I think we figured out uh, you're about 168 points, give or take, uh, from the all-time New York State record, which is Absolutely ridiculous because you didn't get a sophomore year. Um, I know it's been a bit on your mind, but you know I'm, I'm sure the biggest thing is is finally getting a state title for for Mount Sinai. So what's the start been like for you? Yeah, I mean we uh, we we first played off against a pretty good Northport team. Uh, they were uh, they were pretty skilled. They had some good defenders, but uh, we uh, came out and we played hard. We uh, we we beat those guys up pretty good. I think it was like twelve four. But um, I mean to to go back to your point about the points thing you know i'm not even thinking about that i mean me and my team are just worried on on beating right now we got hot pod tomorrow so we're just going one game at a time we've had a pretty good start so i mean we're playing hard and we got the 10 man going great right now so uh should be pretty fun year yeah i watched a good part of that uh that northport game that you mentioned and it seemed like that 10 man was giving them all kinds of trouble i mean uh, your boy Dylan Segeter in the middle of the field, another smash guy was was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. No, another smash guy going to Q's for that matter. Um, yep. he was terrific. You know, I know your brother Brett had a great night covering. Um, all the guys were kind of chipping in offensively. Cole Marsala, no you know, was was playing well. So you've got a really good group of 22s and 23s. And you know, it's always good when you got the older guys going. Like, what, what's so special about your 22 class, 23 class at Sana? I mean, almost every guy right now, besides maybe one defenseman is a 91 kid. So we've all pretty much been playing together for probably since we were in like third grade. So, I mean, we all pretty much know each other and know what we're going to do. And, you know, I think that helps out a ton. Just like the fact that like everybody's just a grinder, you know, like, like we don't have any pretty boys on our team, you know, we're all just grinders and we fight and we, and we scrap and, you know, we aren't a fun team to play against and, I think everybody knows that, just especially going on our ten man. But uh, I mean, you know, we're we're just a bunch of tough t- tough guys that just play hard and just love love the game. 
You know what I think is really cool too is, you know, it, it seems like the move a lot, especially with COVID and stuff like that has been to go to private schools, prep schools, you know, boarding schools. And I know you had a ton of opportunities. I'm sure every school wanted you. Uh, you could have yeah. done the St. Anthony's thing or, or something else like that, but you chose to stay home and, and be public. And, you know, you guys are number seven in our rankings, but the number one public school team, what's no it kind of like to, to do it with, you know, to be having so much success in LIC last year and, and hopefully for you guys to stay title this year, what's it like to do that with, uh, you know, the guys you grew up with? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think public school guys rule the world. So, and you can't tell me otherwise, but um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, Honestly, it's a dream come true to be on the same field with my brothers and, you know, have goals where, where it goes from Brett to Jake to me. And then it's a goal like that's just like that's just something that like most people like in their lifetime, like won't be able to do, you know. So like obviously being on the field with them is all, is just awesome. And like um, kind of just like I mean, we've all been pretty good friends for ever i mean i've i've known cole marsalis since i was like six so and like like just like being able to like because he hasn't really played varsity yet so like being able to play with him and james Corretta, who is a, a great d midi and becoming a great offensive player for us you know like to be to be able to like play with obviously those two and lucas and gavin takis and Jake and Brett and Dylan and all of those guys. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's just, there's nothing quite like playing with your best friends. You know, I actually said this in one of my public speaking classes that I take, it's just nothing in the world, like achieving and building towards a goal with like your best friends. Like there, there's just nothing in the world quite like it. Yeah. So Joey, I said a quick question. I met you for the first time down on Long Island about a month and a half ago doing some, yeah. um, video shooting from 91 and I just it popped in my mind like you know growing up you had your uncle Brian your dad you know guys that played in the pros to teach you lacrosse um, mm -hmm. I did a bunch of interviews with the kids there and they all obviously mentioned your name it's how it's so cool to get coached by guys like you and all these kids that are getting pumped out by 91 just what's yeah. it like for you to go back and sort of teach these kids a lot of the same lessons you learned growing up um, you know through yeah. guys like your dad and your uncle yeah I mean like with probably without my dad and my uncle, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So it's, it's kind of just me like giving back to program that, you know, made me and just to be able to like return the favor to like all like the younger kids. And, you know, that's stuff that those kids won't ever forget. You know, like when I was, I think it might've been 10 and Casey Powell was on the launch. Like I had a catch with, with him. Like I, I will never forget that. That's just something that like kids dream of doing. And like, you know, just to like be able to like inspire and like, you know, just like make kids feel that way is like pretty cool. And, you know, I mean, Max been my best friend since obviously like first grade. So, you know, to be able to be in the same conversation with him and giving back to like basically the program that made us is, you know, something that's pretty, pretty cool. And uh, just real quickly, Take your uncle Brian in his prime. I know he was a mean guy to play against. <laughs> and take, we talk oh about this all the time. Yeah. Take, oh boy. Take all you. Take you right now. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll give you a year or two accuse. But <laughs> take you in your present day. Nine seconds on the clock. He's guarding you from X. What's the move and what's the outcome? Um, I'm gonna say, can I can I use a pick just to create some space? Yeah, this teammate's involved. You can use a pick. All right, maybe. Maybe I'd either do it how I scored in the LIC or I'm going to sprint up to my right island 
lean in and rocker step them, make them almost fall and then snipe the top left. Wow. So you're not even going with what you know is for sure going to work. You're just going with what you know is going to disrespect them at the utmost. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we talk about this all the time. He always thinks that he can D me up, but I always tell him no shot, no shot. I Why do you it. need I, a pick though? Are you are you afraid of him or something or what? No, no, you it's just take him one on one. You scared? <laughs> no, it's it's just you create space off the pick to <laughs> use his chase so I can inside roll him or rocker step him and you know score an easy. We're, I cannot wait for the next Spolina family Thanksgiving. It's just gonna <laughs> this podcast is gonna come up and like mashed potatoes gonna go flying across the room. No doubt. <laughs> Joe, we That's talked awesome. about it a little bit for your uh, for your commitment story a while back. Um, but, you know, you had every school in the country coming after you. What kind of made you pick Cuse? I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a special program, but, you know, in, yeah. relative to the rest of the ACC in the past couple of years, it's struggled a little bit. So what kind of made you, you know, want to do your own thing and, and separate from some of the guys that you played with and, and go to Cuse? Yeah, I'm, I mean, like the tradition of Cuse is like none other. And, you know, and like I want to win a national championship and why would I do it in any other place that, you know, like Cuse has won it like multiple, multiple times. You know, I, it's obviously a great program with great coaches and great people. And, you know, um, when I talked to Coach Pat, I mean, when I talked to Coach um, Desco at the time, you know, his his first call was, you know, we want to give you 22 and, you know, me growing up being a Cuse fan, you know, all of my favorite players were 22, like Casey Powell, coach, coach gate, Jojo Marasco, who was a very, very good player there. Like lacrosse is king there. Like, and, and like to like be able to like to play in the dome, which is the best place in the world is something that I dreaming of. So be able to do that is dream come true. And being able, I mean, we talked about it too. Like, you're the first 91 guy to go to Cuse. And I mean, there have been guys now who have played ahead of you because some of your, your crush teammates and Nick Akamo and Tyler Cordes, both of whom are starting, um, yeah. transferred in from Yale and, and Navy, but you were the first one to actually commit there. And since then, you know, I mean, not just your brothers, but Mike Leo, Dylan Segeter, um, there's been a whole kind of influx of it. I mean, you kind of think it's been a, you know, you've been a trendsetter. Has it just been like opening guys eyes to how good just Syracuse can be as a program? Yeah, no, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, I think we want to create a pipeline there and, you know, get all the best kids to Syracuse and go win a couple national championships. I think that's the goal. So, you know, to obviously be, be, be able to go up there with some pretty good players will help us reach that. What was the mood like in uh, the Spolina family group chat the last couple of weeks with Cuse uh, beating up on Stony Brook a couple weeks ago? <laughs> um. My dad was actually pretty torn with like what he was gonna like wear to the game because the game was at Stony Brook, so we were obviously there. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean the mood was pretty pretty good. I mean, you know, my dad's got to play Switzerland until we get there, but you know, he said as soon as I get there, he's gonna be the biggest Syracuse fan ever. Well, what a evil. strange coincidence that Syracuse just happened to book a game at Stony Brook after all these, <laughs> after all these Mount Sinai kids committed with Mount Sinai being right next door. That's a strange sure. coincidence, I'm sure. But uh, very strange, yeah. very strange. Hey, Viva la Swiss, man. Viva la Swiss. <laughs> um, one more thing for you, Joey. I mean, you've done both in terms of like different styles and, and, you know, being able to play off ball and play with the ball. I mean, when you play with Crush and, you know, 
quite pro- quite possibly the best team of all time. You were no, more no, of an no, all ball guy. The, the best team of all time. Not there quite the best team. I was trying to be Switzerland, but you know, I think that's good. Uh, so the best team of all time. <laughs> this is not with- a Swiss podcast. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, but you know, you're more of an off ball guy playing with Brennan and, and Xavier Arline and, you know, yeah. when it was a four on three with McAdory running the break, I don't really know what you do as a defense. So, um, <laughs> nor do I care to find out, but you know, how much, how much did that help your game in the long run? And, and, you know, and how much did, you know, when you're playing with smash kind of being the guy, uh, yeah, with the ball I mean, stick. yeah, I mean, playing up with crush, obviously the game was a lot faster, you know, and I had to do different things and grow other parts of my game, which is definitely going to help me, you know, um, in the next upcoming years, but, you know, just to like, just to basically work on every part of my game, whether it was off ball, whether it was dodging against bigger, faster, stronger kids and being able to, or having to use my IQ to beat guys and, you know, take the correct angles and, you know, obviously just work on that stuff. And, you know, I mean, playing off ball too, you shoot a lot. So obviously that worked on my shooting a bit, but then to like go play with smash, I think was just a whole different thing. Cause you know, I had the ball on my stick probably 85, 90% of the time where with the crush, I had the ball for maybe 25, 30% of the time. But, you know, I mean, just being able to obviously work on different parts of my game throughout the years, I think helped me be the player that I am today. And, you know, and some of the some of the probably the best goals ever scored have come on the on that four on three fast break where it's a BTV to a BTV to a BTV is you know it's just like obviously that's going to help me and help grow my game and help me become the best player that I can. One more thing for you, um, and then we'll let you go. But what would it kind of? I mean, you know, so if I remember correctly, freshman year you guys lose to Shoreham. Sophomore year gets canceled. Yep. Junior year, you get to the LI, you win the LIC with the with the dramatic goal against Manhattan, a really good Manhattan team. Yeah, but you don't get to play for states. What would it mean to you to be able to bring home a state title for Mount Sinai as a senior? It would mean everything. I think I think that's that's our goal this year. I think we've talked about it a couple of times, but you know, that's that's the one thing that um, Coach Drum and Coach DeQuino have said is, and like I have also kind of said it too is like we should just focus one game at a time, focus on the next game, whether it's Hop Hog or Shoreham or West Islip, or just focus on the next team, the next game and winning that game. You know, don't look ahead. Don't even think ahead, you know, but like, ob- like obviously like as a kid, you know, you're obviously going to think ahead. Like that's, that's honestly a dream, dream come true. And to be, to be, be able to w- win it with your brothers and your best friends is the goal you know and I think it'd be the first time I don't know if it's the first time ever I think the first time since maybe to 2006 that that's happened which is which would be pretty cool to be able to do that and I just want to thank Joey Spolino once again for uh coming on the podcast big uh big schedule coming up for Mount Sinai I know they've got uh, their sights set on a really big season so Joey thanks again for joining us thank you guys thanks Joey thank you so much to the top player in the 2022 class, Joey Spolina, the Syracuse commit from Team 91 Long Island and Mount Sinai for his time. Um, glad he took time out of his day to 
you know, stop putting up 12 points against teams and give us a couple minutes of his time. So that was nice. I'm really excited to see what Sinai can do. As we alluded to earlier, our top ranked public school in, in our rankings, I uh, got a feeling they're going to be pretty good, but they're going to run into a lot of stiff competition. I know, you know, I'm sure Manhattan's looking for a rematch in the Long Island championship. And there's a whole bunch of other awesome teams uh, that are, that would love a crack at the uh, Mustang. So I'm um, excited to see, you know, what happens moving forward, but thanks everybody for listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you guys soon. It was all a dream. I used to read word up magazine, salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop, smoking the bamboo, sipping on private stock way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke?